Hey, greetings. Hello, everybody. I hope you're doing well. Welcome back to another episode of Butterflies Are Free. Um, I hope that you're all keeping well, that you're in good health, and that you are spending good time with your loved ones. Um, I know that it's been a while since I've updated you guys and uploaded a new episode. Um, Truth be told, I've been quite busy, you know, juggling work and even my... um, outside of work ventures but nevertheless we are back Uh, i'm still trying to establish a good you know a good rhythm with this whole podcast thing and trying to manage my time and it's kind of funny that i started this podcast to keep myself busy because i i felt this guilt that i wasn't you know busy enough and now it turns out that i'm too busy to even you know upload on a weekly basis as intended but Nevertheless, I hope that these episodes are bringing some sort of value to your daily life. And I hope that you are learning something as I'm learning things as well. Today, ladies and gents, we are going to be talking about running, right? So I've started running um, this past week and even a little bit the week before um, because I have decided that I am going to run the Dubai Marathon in February 2023. And this is something that, uh, you know, took a lot of convincing, to be honest, on my part and also people around me, others who are also going to be running the marathon. You know, uh, it, it was a bit daunting to kind of even think about running a full marathon. You know, over 40 kilometers is, is quite a lot. And I've never really been into things like you know marathons and track and field and all those sorts of things but I feel as though it would be a great experience nonetheless simply because of the you know well first of all the amount of preparation that you have to undergo in order to compete in a marathon is quite intense Um, how intense I didn't know prior but you know now that I'm actually kind of doing this, I kind of realized that there is a great deal of discipline that needs to be built up in order for you to prepare properly in order to do a marathon. So yeah, first of all, it's discipline. Secondly, to kind of just challenge myself in a new way. I've never really, like I said, I've never really done anything like this, uh, nor I, nor have I been interested. But I, I found out a really interesting fact um, prior to me signing up to do this marathon and that was the amount of people who have actually completed a marathon uh, in terms of population. And that number is 0.1% of the population have successfully completed a marathon. And I feel like that stat was kind of just that um, really the deciding moment where I was like, okay, I'm going to do this. Because I mean, being part of that elite group on its own is such a big achievement, at least in, in my view, you know, it's not like I'm getting paid to run a marathon, nobody nobody gets paid. But you do it for the betterment of the challenge to to better yourself, to to build up a good sense of discipline and and rhythm, you know. And I feel like that's something that I want to experiment with. So obviously, this is going to be my first marathon and I've been training. Um, and with training, you know, comes a lot of research, especially for people like me who tend to fixate on things quite a lot, especially when I decide I'm going to commit to them. And so this research has kind of led me to find some really interesting facts and 
you know, sorts of topics that I want to share with you guys so that we can learn about running together and how running can actually improve your well-being. And I've come to realize that I feel as though a lot of people don't quite know the full spill in terms of the benefits of running. You know, running is just, oh yeah, you know, I'll run to lose weight or I'll run to, I don't know, you know, get back to my previous shape. But really, it's more than that. It goes deeper than that. And that's exactly what we're going to cover in today's episode. Running will decrease your risk of disease. And studies have been done and founded, and it was founded rather, sorry, that running positively influences your blood pressure and circulation and significantly reduces your risk from dying of cardiovascular-related disease. Uh, If you don't know what that means that cardiovascular disease is just a general term for conditions that could affect either your heart or your blood vessels, or, or even both in some cases. And that's obviously something that people should take note of. If you're someone who struggles with underlying uh, cardiovascular diseases, then maybe running is something that you can think of taking up. But of course, you'd want to confirm that with your doctor and also kind of do your own assessments as far as how long you should run, the intensity, and so on and so forth. Another thing that running will actually do is strengthen your bones. And this is because running is such a high-impact weight-bearing activity um, with the rhythmic pounding of your foot onto the pavement as you make another step or as you make another stride actually stresses your bones in a positive way that can be very healthy. And what happens over time as you as you get better and better with running and you go on more runs, you increase your frequency, you increase your, your intensity even in some cases, your bones will begin to respond to that stress by getting stronger and stronger in order to actually handle the recurring impact. And another way you can think about this is kind of like going to the gym to build muscle, you know, weight training. Each time you go to the gym, you lift some weights, your body may get sore, you'd want to recover, you do recover, obviously, provided that you're getting enough sleep and enough nutrients in your body. And then you go back a week later, and you can lift more weights, you kind of increase the amount of weight that you can lift in tiny increments. And simultaneously, what's happening is that your body is adapting to that stress that you're putting on your body. With each increase of weight increment, your body kind of learns to deal with that stress and thus it gets stronger and bigger, you know? So it's the same sort of theme that's happening with running as well. Um, another obvious one is that, of course, you will lose weight. And this is something that I was kind of wary about when I started running because already I'm I'm pretty skinny and I, I feel as though I'm slightly underweight, especially given my, my height. So, you know, I was like, oh, well... All this running is going to make me lose weight. I don't know if I want to do this. But then again, if it's something like a marathon that you're training for, you've got to make sure that you're getting enough protein in your body. You're getting enough water, enough nutrients, carbs, things of that nature. But if you're someone who approaches running and says, okay, my goal is to lose weight. Well, running is actually a great caloric torture and an eating machine. So you're going to be burning through a lot of calories and also eating a lot. But again, you need to do your due diligence and make sure that you're eating enough of the right things. 
and your body will become to so your body will actually begin to burn calories at a higher rate for a period of time once your workouts are done or once your runs are done especially after a high intensity run so what you can do is uh what i think everybody should do is rather when you're starting to run go at a pace that is most comfortable for you i believe the rule of thumb is to um, run at a pace in which you can still hold a conversation right so obviously that pace is going to be different for different people but that's what you should aim for especially when you're just starting out and you will find that over time as your runs become longer or you increase your frequency you will begin to notice that your body burns through calories a lot quicker and if you're someone who likes to track your calories you can also do that you know i've got an apple watch uh, but anyone with other you know brands of smartwatches can also pop that on track your calories and kind of measure how your body is adapting to your runs on a week-to-week -week basis which is always great and then that way you can also kind of justify how many calories you should eat per day whether or not you need to increase your calorie intake or decrease it and again you can consult with your doctor in order to confirm how much calories you should be eating in the first place depending on your on your goals right so we've talked about a lot of different parts of the body that will begin to adapt as you continue your running ventures, right? And another obvious one is that, yes, your legs will become stronger, just like any other sort of leg workout is prone to bring about. So running will work your quads, your hamstrings, your calves, plus your hips and your glutes. Your inner thighs, abs and shoulders also help out as well as supporting muscle groups. Um, but really, your legs are going to take a big hit in terms of the soreness, especially in the, in the earlier days, or in your novel days, I should rather say. And I found this was most apparent in my hips. Um, after, I think, my first two running sessions, I had run for about 30 minutes at a very you know, moderate pace, not, not anything too um, intense or anything like that. I was running at a pace in which I felt comfortable to hold a conversation if I was if I were to be running with somebody else. And irrespective of that, I felt this really stiff feeling in my in my hips. And I guess that's because my adductors are not very strong, but I can only imagine that over time they will continue to get stronger and stronger. And if you're someone who kind of struggles with soreness after a run or after any other workout, what I can recommend is to take a cold shower afterwards. I feel like for me, that really does the trick in, I don't know, uh, it, it feels like my muscles are almost turning off, you know, because after a workout, I'm pretty, you know, still pumped. I'm like, whoa, that was a great workout, if it was a great workout. And even if it wasn't, I still feel that, you know, it's kind of, it's kind of like I can feel my blood boiling almost because I, I tend to work out pretty intensely. Otherwise, I feel as though I've kind of wasted, you know, an hour, but... In any case, I feel like a cold shower really does the trick. And then another thing that I've noticed is that for whatever reason, I don't prefer to eat right after a run or a workout. I feel like it makes me feel, it leaves me feeling bloated, you know, for the hours that pass by eventually. Um, so usually what I would do is take a, a cold shower or, or not even a cold shower if, you, if you're uncomfortable with that, but like a lukewarm shower-ish could do the trick, I suppose. But of course, if you can handle the colder side, then by all means do that. Um, that's really helped me personally.
Another thing that running will do is that it will actually improve your sleep. So there are some studies that suggest that runners will experience fewer sleep disturbances and less daytime sleepiness than non-runners. However, running at a, a moderate intensity might be better for improving sleep quality than running more intensely or, or vigorously. Um, and I've kind of felt the same thing. And I'm not sure if it's because I'm one of those people who like to turn, you know, like 60 to 70% of all the lights in the house off around an hour or so before I sleep. Um, and that kind of induces this drowsiness sort of feeling that allows me to go to sleep better or if it's the running or, or possibly a combination of both. And that's something that I would, ex I, I would suggest that you experiment with, you know, turning most of the lights off or at least keeping them dim um, if you can. And also doing a, a light run, I would say no more than two hours prior to your bedtime, your usual bedtime, because you'd want to keep the body in a relaxed state. I don't, I, I feel as though, you know, going on a short run an hour before my bedtime and then coming back, resting for 30 minutes or so, and then sleeping works better for me. I don't think that's the case. Usually I would prefer to go on a morning run or a early evening run. I feel like that works best for me, but of course you can experiment with different times of the day and also experiment with turning some of the lights in your home off or, or, or dimmed at least if you can, that, that really helps. And I've been sleeping quite uh, quite well. I wouldn't say that I've experienced fewer disturbances, but what I can say with certainty is that it, it definitely takes me a lot less time to actually fall asleep than if I were not running. So that is a big plus um, in my book. Yet another habit, or pause, Yet another benefit of running is that your mental health and your mood will improve. Further studies have been shown that many connections between running and improved mental health and mood are very prevalent. So aside from the fact that running allows you time to get away from your desk and away from work or other stresses, you know, even away from your phone or a laptop screen, when you exercise and you run, endorphins and serotonins are released in your body. And these are chemicals that improve your mood and improve your your overall morale and satisfaction with your day-to-day -day activities. So running regularly at a moderate intensity will also improve your memory and your ability to learn. So this is something that I was completely oblivious to in the past. Uh, I'm not quite sure how much running you would have to do in order for these benefits to take effect. Surely this is going to be different from person to person, but I would expect that at least after the first month or so of running, you know, as little as two to three times per week, you will begin to see these sort of benefits slowly creep in uh, into your days, right? Um, furthermore, if you're running outside, then of course you get the added benefit of grabbing some fresh air, which is good for your lungs, your brain, plus some vitamin D if you run during the day or early morning even. There is also something associated with running called the optic nerve. And fans of Andrew Huberman may have heard him speak about this one or two times. And this happens when your brain needs to calculate as you're running, 
what's going on around you. And as it absorbs all of this visual information, it works out these objects flying past you or, or your field of view rather, and it needs to work out whether the objects are moving, whether you're moving or whether both are moving. And all of this visual input that the brain needs to digest um, puts people in a state of calm, which is like a form of forced meditation in a way. And this is even showing promise in studies that monitor patients with PTSD or other sort of traumas. So these are some of the benefits that I found that I didn't know prior about running will um, actually help you, you know, over time as you start getting better and better at running and you develop this healthy rhythm of running regularly at least. And another thing to note, I know I've mentioned it a couple of times, but really, especially if you're a beginner, running at a moderate pace seems to be a bit more beneficial than running more intensely. So you don't really need to worry about your, your pace so much in terms of going quicker. But really just being consistent and running at a moderate intensity is really what seems to help a lot of people, especially if you're just running for the sake of the overall health benefits and you're not, you're not part of some uh, you know, contest or competition or it's not a competitive thing for you. And for sure, just run at a moderate intensity and you will definitely reap these benefits. So some additional tips that I can give you... Um, are as follows. You know, I I was pretty bored. I would say I would say my first two to three running workouts. I could say I I kind of felt really bored. You know, it was pretty boring for me. I would I would usually run between twenty to thirty minutes or so, and I don't know. Like aside from the running, which is a little bit tough for me, um since I'm, I've kind of lost my shape, but it was just so boring. Like the running I could deal with 30 minutes, running for 20 minutes I could deal with, but just like, what do I think of? What do I do? You know, it wasn't really the fatigue that made me want to want to stop running. It's just that there was nothing to do other than run. And I know that kind of sounds strange. Well, you could just kind of try to distract yourself. And that's actually exactly what I did. But what's more is that I started listening to music when I run. And for, for whatever reason, I hadn't even considered this prior, but Listening to music is something that really helps you. And even if your main issue is fatigue and it's not just the boredom of running, especially if you're, if you're quite novel with this, um, listening to music really kind of distracts you in a way that is helpful. You know, you can sing along in your head if you're listening to a playlist made of songs that you already know. I feel like that helps the time pass by um, a lot quicker. But other than that, you know, you can you can still bring your headphones on and just kind of lower the volume and use your your running time to to reflect. You can reflect on a bunch of different things. You can reflect on um, the day that you've just had. You can reflect on some of your accomplishments and kind of try to actively pinpoint. Okay, well, I accomplished this. What were the things that went right? What were some of the things that could have gone wrong? Um, Think about what you were most proud of yourself of during those accomplishments. You know, I was really proud of the way I handled myself or the way that I presented myself, the way that I remained patient and calm. Use that time to celebrate your wins in life. I feel like a lot of the time people don't really celebrate their accomplishments enough or either that or people kind of celebrate too much and it, it kind of takes away 
from the whole point of reflecting on your past. And even if you're brave enough, you can reflect on times that didn't go well. Think of times when you felt lost or confused or you doubted yourself. And really allow the time that you're running to act as a way to positively criticize yourself and sort of at least try to actively think of ways that you would have handled a situation that was rather negative. You know, maybe if I had said this, things wouldn't have turned out so badly. Not to say that you, you, you're trying to put yourself in a depressive state, but rather use that running time to learn from your mistakes to kind of say, okay, well, this didn't go well the last time. If a similar situation pops up in future, let me handle it a little differently. You know, using that time to really reflect upon things that have happened in your life, right? Another thing that I've also found that really helps me was keeping my vision focused on a certain point on which I'm running. And what I mean is, for me personally, I feel that when I'm running longer distances, let's say I'm running for about 45 minutes or so, I, I feel that looking directly in front of me doesn't really help me that much. It, it, it's kind of weird because, you know, usually um, at the at the point where I am now, after about 30 minutes of running, I'm pretty I'm pretty tired. I'm pre I'm getting pretty fatigued, and I can feel it. I can I can really um, easily feel it, and I feel like looking ahead of me. Kind of just makes me think, of oh crap, you know I have this distance that I have left to cover. How am I going to get through it? It's like a really long way. I know I can. I, I know I've been running for a while because I can feel it in my legs and my hips, but really, if it, I I kind of use this little trick where I kind of just angle my head. A little downwards more so that I'm looking at the pavement rather than looking straight ahead because then I'm I'm thinking a lot less of oh you know I've got this many meters or kilometers or whatever until I can stop running you know it's a little way to kind of distract myself and then that mixed with the fact that I'm listening to music really helps me to distract myself I would say that actually Whilst I'm running, I don't want to be thinking of anything other than running, which it, it may seem counterintuitive because there are things that you kind of need to take note of, such as your pace and I guess how much more running you have left to do until you're finished, you know, your form, your breathing, things like that. But I feel as though if I can use the early minutes of my run, really focusing on my breath, my pace, my form, things like that, then I kind of shift into this active state of running into a more passive state of running where I'm not really thinking of the act of running so much. And I kind of shift my focus more into, okay, well, how can I distract myself? How can I make it feel as though, you know, I'm just going through the motions and the wind is just moving me forward and propelling me forward. I feel like that really helps a lot because if I'm thinking of running, I feel as though it just fatigues me even more. Um, so yeah, try to distract yourself. And of course, you want to assess yourself, assess what went good in your life, what went bad. Think about your family members, think about your loved ones. You can even think of, well, I mean, it, it, the thought is coming to me now. I was going to say you can think about what you would, what you would want to do after your run. But maybe that's something that you'd want to stray away from. 
and rather focus on how you're feeling in the moment and how you can better improve, you know, moments that have occurred to you in the past, right? So that's all I had for today. Really just some, some stuff about running. I just wanted to talk about running because that's what I've been busy with. And I hope that the statistics and the learnings that we went through in this episode can encourage you to run. I would say even as little as, you know, 15 minutes per session, I would say even start once a week and you can slowly start to amp yourself up to, to increase your frequency or increase your duration. But really once a week is all you need to start, especially if you're someone who doesn't have experience with running or if you're someone who is not particularly athletic. Um, I think just starting is the best thing to do. And along the way, hopefully you'll meet some, some people with similar interests, people who are also getting into running for the first time in their lives or the first time in a while at least, and kind of use that as inspiration, you know? So that's it for me, really. I hope that you guys found this useful. I hope that you learned a thing or two as I did. And I hope that you have a great week ahead. Cheers.